0: listening to the grassroots network podcast exclusively
1: on the pod station
0: welcome to the grassroots network podcast proudly sponsored by the grassroots outlet our mission is to provide football coaches players and clubs with quality coaching equipment at the best possible prices our brands include nike Buma, precision and diamond you can find our complete selection of products at www.thegrassrootsoutlet.com Use promo code TGN10 for 10% off at checkout with free delivery on orders over £150. That's www.thegrassrootsoutlet.com supplying the game. Okay, so this week's episode of the Grassroots Network, I'm joined by Keith. Keith is a local referee. He is a grassroots coach and he has two daughters, who play grassroots football? So, Keith, thank you very much for coming on today, mate. If you wanna, if you wanna introduce yourself and give us a little bit of a background of what you do and 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 what your journey so far. Uh, thank you very much for having me on today. Um, I started
1: coaching uh, four years ago. Um, my daughter um, started playing football for the first time. She she was asked to go and play for a team. Uh, then, as often happens in grassroots football, coaches. Had to step away, and I volunteered to um, start coaching and to, to look after the team. Um, from there, um, I then sort of got involved in refereeing because there was a shortage of referees um, at the league that they they played in. So I'd step in and cover the odd game when when there was nobody available. And then after COVID, went and did all my referee course so that I could do it officially, and then join the league as a referee. Um, I also do kids after school clubs uh, for primary school children. So that um, just getting them started to enjoy football and uh, to, to, to develop the ball mastery skills and to
0: uh, to start playing. Yeah. So your refereeing journey so far, how, how's that been? And is it something that you're going to continue to, to press and get to the highest level or would you want to just stay within the grassroots game?
1: So I think I'm a little bit too old now to be going for Premier League. <laughs> um, uh, I am in the process of going for my promotion this year. <clears throat> so I'll be going to, um, from level seven to level six. Uh, I 100% will be carrying on refereeing. It's something I really, really enjoy doing. Uh, it also helps with the coaching. Uh, you get to see how other coaches do warm-ups, how they interact with um, the players, how they speak to the players, how they, the, the tactics and things that they, the, they use on the pitch. Um, mm-hmm. You get to see some really good football uh, and and be involved in it as well. So you, it, it it helps you develop as a as a as a coach and and as a referee. Um, it's something I enjoy doing. I've been. Um, I think I said I've, I've I've been on a pitch every day this week refereeing mm-hmm. from school games to academy games for the, for uh, the Liverpool. It's it's a really good mix of football that you
0: that you get to do. Yeah. Is there a specific age group that you enjoy refereeing?
1: Uh, no, I, I do all from uh, under sevens all the way through to veterans football. Um, it all comes with different challenges. Um so the the underage just starting out, it's a it's a lot of it is a little bit of coaching, explaining to them how it how it works, why you have to stop when you blow your whistle, tying shoelaces, that sort of thing. And then open age and vets football, you you it's a it's it's a much more challenging, more player management. Um Occasionally, more arguments, um, but it, it, you've just got to adapt to, mm. to um, the game that you that you referee, and you can have tricky under 12s games that are harder to referee yeah. than uh, a, a vet's game or an open age game.
0: <laughs> yeah, they start they start at that tricky age, don't they? Where, Very much so. They start understanding they've got a voice. They start understanding that they can they can speak to referees in a certain way. I think um, recently, obviously, we've seen Jurgen Klopp. Kind of go nuts at fourth officials and stuff like that. And don't get me wrong, he's not the only manager to do it. He's there's a there's a good load of high level coaches that do it. But have you seen it more and more within the game because of it? Or is it is it something that crops up that because they see the professionals doing it, they they assume that you, they can do it to you?
1: Very much so. Yes. Um, things that happen in the professional game trickle down into, to, to grassroots yeah. football. Um, officials will make mistakes on the football pitch, the same as players making mistakes on the football pitch. Um, we're not, we're, we're human. Um, <laughs> um, but when you see someone screaming and shouting like that, it, it will, it will happen on a park or a, or mm. a football pitch sort of the following weekend because they've, they've seen it happen.
0: Yeah. It's, it's that age old that we had we I had a local grassroots referee on one of the first couple of episodes and he was like there's a reason why you're playing amateur football and there's a reason why I'm an amateur ref both of us are going to make mistakes and I think that that's probably a big point to to sort of point out does does the refereeing help in your coaching as well so do you think twice about when maybe you question referees decisions is is it something that goes hand in hand
1: yes yeah so um you put yourself on the pitch, so it's like often you might say, "Well, I would I would have given that decision differently, or um, I would have given that decision, or wouldn't have given that decision." But the referee is in charge of the game, so it's, it's completely up to them if they feel that that's a foul or offside or however they want to they, they deal with that. Um, you just have to get on with it. Um, I will coach players at training to. Where I will make mistakes on purpose to see how they react to it. So, oh, really? um, so um, I'll give a throw in the wrong way. I'll give a goal kick rather than a corner. I'll, I'll I won't give a foul or I will give a foul um, to see how players react to that and get them used to not shouting at the referee or just you just you just get on with it.
0: Hmm. So if you do get a bad reaction, what what's the next sort of step then?
1: Um, so I'll speak to the player if it's in training. I'll speak to the player. Um, mm-hmm. If it's in a if it's in a match, I will bring that player off and 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 have a have a word with them. It, it I I say to them sort of um, after games, we don't we don't blame the referee. Mm-hmm. If if um, I talk to us to, to to play well in the game and do the best we can in the game, we can't let outside influence, influence um, yeah. like um, we can't blame somebody else if we've not um don't done something we should it's have done. It's taking
0: a little bit of responsibility, isn't it? You yeah. can't see if you've made a mistake, majority of the time it comes from, from players that have made that mistake and they they overreact or overcompensate trying to trying to fix it and then they, they automatically shift the blame onto someone else. Usually it's like a bad first touch and then it goes off into they've got to regain the pet possession back and get it back. Um but in terms of your coaching then what is it the younger age groups for for your daughters is it is it what what's the gap like?
1: Uh, so i have an under 13s team at the moment mm. um and so so we, we they train on a thursday and we play on a sunday and after school clubs are for primary school so they can be um uh nine to elevens
0: mm. yeah yeah do you uh, do you enjoy coaching coaching girls football rather than have you have you done mixed mixed ages uh, obviously in the schools you would have done but in terms of your teams if, As, if you just coach your daughter's teams
1: so I've only coached um girls weekly I've done some goalkeeper coaching which is um mixed um and I've done some um one-off work with boys teams even the after school clubs of girls football um it, it's it's very much um when my daughter started playing the opportunities weren't there for them to to, to be able to play we had to travel 45 minutes for them to, for to be able to find a a local team to be able to play in. So, um, any opportunity I can for, to get more girls playing, um, I Um, I will, I will lend my time to that and, 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 and support it. Did
0: you not try and put her into a mixed team?
1: Um, she didn't enjoy it. No. Um, she was just starting out and, she just didn't have the confidence to, 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 be able to, to, to play with the to the boys. Mm. Um, she, she, she was going to, um, uh, a, a, a Premier League kicks, um, and she'd hardly touched the ball. Um, she, and the boys wouldn't pass to her because she was, a, she was a girl. Mm. Um, and she said she was enjoying it, but she, she, you could, she she just wasn't yeah. involved in in the game whereas the difference when she went and played with with girls was was massive she 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 was got more confidence she developed f- um quicker and she and she enjoyed it a lot more
0: yeah w- would you say to so the social side of that the social side of that picked up a lot more didn't it? it um it gave her that confidence to to be with girls i mean i i've i've advocated and i, I probably would girls playing with, in mixed teams for as long as possible, just so when a certain time comes, they can they can deal with the physicality that the women's game will bring in because I, you look at the women's game, and for me, I find it a lot more physically demanding than the men's game. Not in terms of the running and stuff like that, but in terms of girls love attack. tackle. They, they, they don't go down like lads. They, they, the challenges are stronger, I find, in women's football. And I think given... Girls' opportunities to play in a mixed team as well. I, 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 absolutely have them playing in in all girls teams. But I think you touched on it there that having to drive forty five minutes for a women, a girls session, it's it's not great. And now there's wildcats programs popping up. Every every club is has got it available to them, and they should be able to. I mean, there's only there's a very rare few all female clubs. Um, about now, and hopefully that's something we see growing and growing and growing. It, you refereeing, and I'll I'll bring it back to boys, sort of boys with girls. Do you referee a lot of girls' games as well? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And what's the difference there between the two? Is there much of a difference? Massively. It's mm.
1: it, it's two. I would say it is two completely different games. Um, when you, um, the girls will, uh, it's it's a more technical game. They'll 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 pass it they'll pass it better technically. There won't be as many long ball attempts. Um uh they'll they'll play out from from the back. The 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 they'll um and they'll, they'll build through the through the thirds of the pitch. Um it in the girls football it's not as physical. Um and then but it is a completely different game than boys if um if you do a under thirteens girls game and an under-thirteen boys games. The format could be different. You could be playing nine aside for the um, girls and eleven aside for the boys. Um, it will be more physical. There'll be more slide tackles going in. Um, there'll be more for you to have to deal with as a referee because there'll be there'll be uh, a lot more fouls. Um, <clears throat> but it is two different,
0: two different yeah. games. Yeah. Would you say girls probably respect the referees a little bit more than the boys?
1: Up until they get to a certain age mm. and when they get, when they get to teenagers, that's when you start seeing the, the, uh, the of ref attitude. and uh, like, have you not seen that? And, and yeah. the, the, an attitude change happens sort of when they get, when they get to teenagers. Yeah. Um, as the, as the, as the, something clicks that we want to win this game, they get more competitive. Mm.
0: So for yourself, obviously you've got the two sides of the coins, you've got coaching and you've got refereeing. Out of the two of them, which one do you prefer? If you if you got the opportunity to go into say full time coaching or full time refereeing, which which one would win that battle? That that changes um, daily. daily <laughs> yeah,
1: depending on the match that you've that you've yeah. just had or what's happened. Um, I would say coaching because being able to develop players. And, and seeing players develop from they've, they've only just started playing when you first talk them and um, they've ended up going to into academy football or they now play for like they got selected for the county or something like that you you, you see even if they scored the first goal or they save a penalty or something like that you, you, like you, you it's it is really rewarding to see sort of how they how they develop and and I've, I've seen some players who weren't confident when they started to, to, to being signed and going on to, 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 um, hopefully they'll they'll get into the WSL or sort of, um,
0: in the future. Uh, Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, and, and it's, um, there's, that's, that I think I I enjoy that more.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I can see that and I can understand that. I mean, me personally, I'd, I've, I refereed obviously at the younger age groups, when you know you don't have referees allocated or anything like that and it's an absolutely thankless job it's it's probably the most difficult thing to do and for all the torrents of abuse that referees get and we're seeing it now that there is a massive massive shortage you know young kids are getting into it and they're being pushed forward and pushed and that's great that's good that there's a pathway there but do you think that the younger referees coming through now that they, they stay in the game long enough to be able to make that big change where there's going to be enough of it available referees and football just doesn't kind of die. I, I think there, there's going to come a breaking point where coaches are going to be looking around. And I mean, referees are finite at the moment anyway, but there's going to come a time where you're going to be like, well, one of your parents is going to have to do it because there's no referees. Hopefully that brings in a change of behaviour. Is, is there anything you think that they'd be able to encourage that sort of behavior from parents in the first place.
1: Um, we're almost at that point now. There are leagues that mm. do have good levels of referees, but there's still games that parents after referee or coaches after, after referee. Um, the, there's things like, um, the referees association that referees can, can sign up for. and um, that gives them, uh, support opportunities, CPD, and things like that. That that's massively helped me when I when I first um, uh, started refereeing. Just being able to to go every mo- uh, month to the meeting and have Premier League rep- level referees coming mm. and speaking to you and going through games and explaining why they give the decisions, even just the laws of the game uh, reviews and things that they do. So you you you're being tested on like what happens in a penalty shootout if a player gets sent off which unfortunately has happened in a, in a cup game where the game's got to be replayed. Mm. Um, and that, that helps massively. There could be more support for referees coming, coming through like that, because there are some really good young referees, uh, certainly in, in the area at the moment who, yeah. um, could go on to Premier League or, um, WSL sort of level if they, if they, they wanted to, but they need the support there to, 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 get them through the, the the tough times and yeah um but things like um the support campaigns that are that are out there i think they, they could do with more to mm. help the the referees
0: did you participate in the silent weekend yes how did you find it
1: um it was a very odd weekend <laughs> um because some leagues took part and some didn't mm. and teams that had cross so they they might have had a um, boys team in one league that was taking part and a Mm. girls team in another league that wasn't taking part asked the girls team to take part in it as well Mm. so you had an interesting uh, thing where you had one team whose parents and coaches were being silent on one side and a team that wasn't taking part yeah not being silent on on the other um so it was a it was a lot quieter at one hub than it usually is yeah but it, it it was odd where one team were being played FIFA with mm. and one team was getting no help at all because the they were taking part um our league um did take part it was uh, it was really well um in, in the game that we played it, it both sides it was it it, 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 uh, really well um there the, the was a there was applause and um like well dones and things when the, the, the 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 keeper we played game made an absolutely amazing save. Um and um yeah she was well cut by both sides for, for for doing it. Um I understand completely why it's needed. Um the 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 coaches and parents giving instructions for the entire game stops players from developing. Um I think I didn't like it personally because yeah um it stopped all coaching. <laughs> um and even if you just wanted to, I want to change the formation, it's not working. Uh, I wanted to shout an instruction to a player or something like that. I felt like I couldn't do that because it was the um all I was yeah. told I could do was um clap and deal encourage. with that encourage and yeah. and then we reset some tactics at half time. Um I thought it went too far too soon for for what mm. it was trying to to, to
0: achieve yeah for the for, for the coaching element of it rather than because my thought on it was the the atmosphere that you get on a grassroots pitch at the hubs and on a, on a local field i find the atmosphere fantastic where you've got parents overzealous and enjoying the game there's a lot of negative there is but the positive side of it where For example, what what if in a game, uh, a young girl or a young boy hadn't scored before and he scored and the parents are like, yeah, well done. And they're observing it, but it needs to be given that atmosphere. There needs to be that, that little bit of specialness that that comes with grassroots football for me. I'm not saying that, you know, it should be silent. I'm not saying that, you know, I think encouragement and positivity only, which it's, it's very cliche and it's very sort of oh yeah hippy dippy but that's the way these kids enjoy football and want to stay in the game there's a reason why 12 13 14 kids drop out because they've probably had that much stuff over the years from such a young age that they just can't be bothered and that positive again if it's rewarded and rewarded and rewarded there's got to be times isn't there where you're gonna have to do little bits of critique and be like, okay, well maybe this is where we can improve and stuff like that. But I think that's down to coaches to do and and work on, on the training pitch rather than within a game and stuff. So,
1: Yeah. It's funny you should say that about the play scoring for the first time because (laughs) on the game next to us was a cup game, Mm. um, which went to penalties. um, And the, the the team had fought back and managed to equalize and take it to penalties. And then, normally in a penalty shootout when the goalkeepers like save the the, the penalty or which wins them the, the penalty shootout, everyone would be screaming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was just a polite.
0: <laughs> and, and that, that's, that's it. It's football is a game of emotion. It's, it's atmosphere. There's a reason why if you can get to a stadium to watch a game, you get to a stadium yeah. to watch a game and grassroots is the same.
1: It was very much reminded me of watching, Covid, between well, football during Covid uh, lockdowns, yeah, um, yeah. where there was just there was souls. yeah, there was it's no souls. atmosphere. Yeah. You could hear the players talking on the pitch, and 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 that was that is good to hear. Um, but equally, you, you want to support your, you. You want to mm. support your your, your your daughter or your your son who's or whoever's playing on the pitch. If yeah. someone's done something well, you want You want to get involved. And yeah, uh, of course was, you do. Uh, the, yeah i thought I, I didn't enjoy this that the weekend just gone
0: yeah I think hopefully if there's if there's if there's a few takeaways from a couple of the county fas who, who did sort of encourage it because i know a lot of leagues they encouraged it but they didn't say it was mandatory in our league in, in, in what my under 15s play on I think we're quite lucky where majority of the time lines are quieter it is encouragement and it's sort of admiration for the football that's played but in terms of the coaching side of it, I get emotionally invested in the team and, and wanting them to perform that I don't think I could be quiet. And that's not to say I'm ranting and raving like a lunatic. I coach with positivity and I, and I always try my best to ask questions of players rather than instructions, involve them in problem solving rather than Go there, like you said before, FIFA players, FIFA games, because that's not a way, unfortunately, children learn. I mean, some might learn from that, from you need to go there and that's it. They might pick up, but I find the vast majority of children are, ask them a question, can you problem solve yourself? And you find a lot of the time they get to result a little bit quicker. It. <clears throat> what initiatives from yourself being referee and coach, what What initiatives could you sort of think of is there anything that could be improved upon from that sort of little breakaway because it's for me it's a good starting point but now can you gradually and progressively improve it
1: I think they'd have to look further back but I think they'd have to look at um, making sure all coaches are coaching the right way um and they're not playing FIFA with the with the players on the pitch and 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 that is, in, that is something that, which has increased over the last few seasons where the you, you run there, you pass to this player, you pass to this player, you, you shoot, and, and then you, you hear players saying, am I allowed to shoot? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, <laughs> am I allowed to score a goal? And, you, and you, Yeah, you are. That's a yeah, you know, point. <laughs> point of it. But, but, but they're so, like whatever yeah. the coach or my yeah. parent tells me that I'm... And, For the
0: step-by-step. Step.
1: Yeah, what's worse is when you've got a parent telling... A player one thing, and you can see the coach on the other side going. No, I don't want them to to, to, yeah. to, to, to make that run. Or I don't want them to do that. I've told them to do this instruction, mm-hmm. and the parents telling them to do something completely different. That, um, but the, until until they can be sure that that's not happening, I, I I think they've got to work on that. They've got to work on making sure that coaches are being positive and they're letting mm-hmm. the, the the players make the decisions on the pitch, not the coach. Yeah. Um, shouting minute instructions on how it all needs to how yeah. they want them to play. Because if you take the coach away, that them kids can't don't know what to do. They don't know how to to to, to play. Um, and then they could then they can ease it in. Um, and um, maybe moving the, the the parents back a little bit further so that they're not as close to the. I'm sure they won't like that because they want to see their kids play football, but. I would say the, the the some of the best football I saw was during covid when um the the players were dropped off at the the the, the front of the center went and played a really good game of football and then came back out and mm. the parents took them took them home because there, there was no pressure then there was no um uh, there was no pressure on them to what do they needed to do they just went and enjoyed playing football yeah and that is contradicting what we said about the atmosphere and things but yeah. uh, um it shows that when they're not under someone screaming and shouting at them, that the kids really enjoy it and they play slums. with them. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think, I think my point where it, it's not picked up on enough, like coaches, referees, clubs, teams get all this stuff given to them, knowledge, education, learning, parents get absolutely nothing. And that for me is a big thing that needs to be addressed. Now, whether that comes down to a club level, whether that comes down to a team level or a coach wanting to do it, there was a guy on from um Hope Farm and he has a what Hope Farm did was set up a parent liaison officer. So for every team, a parent is is kind of nominated or put forward to be this sort of go to between coach and parents. Now I think if a lot of clubs had that that sort of philosophy or that practice in place and you get the right people in place. I think that's a very, very good idea. And I was really impressed when he, when he mentioned it, and then the way he put it forward, because if the coach tells this parent on offset," look, no instruction, no, no sort of individual coaching of your child. This is what it needs to be. And they become that sort of go-to in between where a coach as we know, has got so much stuff to do anyway. Having a parent individually coaching someone is not ideal, but to have that other parent who's probably embedded in that group and that core sort of um, shape of the family, families that are on the sideline to just say, look, give it a rest day, let the coaches coach. And that's, that's for me, the way it needs to be. And I, I really enjoyed that idea. I think that is something clubs could pick up on across all age groups, across every team. Now it's going to be difficult because parents aren't going to want to give up their time because let's face it, if they did, they'd, they'd come in and coach anyway. And I think the education for parents isn't there. And that's what needs to be had. Because when you go into like pro clubs and when you go into academies and stuff, it, it certainly is there, but there's nothing for the grassroots game. And I think if the FA were to have a little bit of initiative for parents where club, they sent something out to clubs and they said, look, Send this out to your parents and make sure a vast majority of watch it to be aware. I think something like that would really, really improve the sort of atmosphere around and it'd stop. I wouldn't say it'd stop because people wouldn't listen, but I think it'd have a very big impact on the way people behave around football matches and training and stuff like that. So, um, Yeah,
1: no, I think that's yeah. a good
0: idea. I like that idea. <laughs> yeah. is what club, what club are you based at?
1: Um, so at the moment I look after Wigan ladies under thirteens.
0: Mm. Yeah. I think, um, is it, is it an all women's club? Is it? Uh, uh yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And what, so how, how, what's the timeline of them? Have they, have they been going for a while? Have they a little bit sort of younger?
1: Uh, they're, um, they've been going for quite a well-established, um, uh, team. Um, they go all the way from under eights to a women's team. Yeah. Um, with, a, with a, a plan that they, they want to be playing in the, the, the National League yeah. Uh, yeah. within
0: uh, five, six years. Mm. So are they looking to build that pathway for, for the women's yes, football yeah. through, all the way through? Is there anything in particular that your club does a little bit differently then to, to sort of advocate any of these things?
1: Um, they We have been asked to um, do parent and player um, uh, forums. Um, so there is feedback from from the parents and the players on what they like and what they what what they don't like or what we can improve on um i am going to suggest that <laughs> uh player uh, sorry parent liaison between between the yeah. because i do think that's a that's a good idea um the they are really good on the safeguarding aspect of uh making sure that the the the, the, the players are looked after um and we're up to date with everything that we that that we need to do as a as a mm. club um, and I think that something like that would be, that yeah, meant-
0: I, I was, like I said, I was really impressed with it when, when it first came out and he, and he mentioned it to me. I, I'd, I stewed on it later that night as well after talking to, to, um, to, to Jamie and it was, it was like a little bit of a light bulb moment. And you think that's something that's really simple, could be easily implemented. Doesn't cost any money. You just need to find that willing participant. And to be fair, the majority of teams, they do have them. They do have that sort of parents who does want to get involved that little bit more. It's not enough to be a coach, but it's enough to kind of be involved and make sure that everything's okay. Um,
1: Is it more than Playmaker, the FA, the FA sort of Playmaker course, which they, they they ask anybody involved in grassroots football to do?
0: Yeah, I think I don't even think it's that. I think they're just literally a DBS adult. That's that, that's the the sort of criteria he gave me that someone who could maybe jump in when needed. If any, if for example, something happened to the coach and they, they couldn't quite make it there, they're there as that second sort of um, adult um, that the FA like to have. And again, I think it's just that link between parent and coaches because a lot of the time <laughs> you can cultivate personal relationships with parents and then out of the blue, they'll come up with something like why hasn't little Johnny played more than 25 minutes and you're like, well, everyone's played twenty And you know, when that issue becomes in, that's that other personal. Whereas if they were to go to a parent liaison officer and it'd be like, well, I've got this issue okay, well let's address it and we'll sit down all three of us. And then the coach isn't kind of, he said, she said, there's actually that third party there to sort of focus a little bit more on the objective um, and the subjective rather than, you know, you've got something against my kid. And it, there's been situations like that in the past. So, but I'll, I'll go into it. Cause there's, there's one thing I've always wanted. I always want to ask referees and it's, <laughs> it's to highlight the probably the worst parts of the game, but what's like your worst situation you've ever been in while you've been refereeing? Has there been something that bad or the way you deal and referee with a game anyway? Does it not get to that point?
1: I try not to let it get to that point. Um, I did have an incident last season where a spectator on the sideline wasn't happy over a throw in that I'd given. Um, (laughs) he very strongly felt that i'd given it to the wrong team um that was followed up a few minutes later by um a foul was committed i played advantage and then the other team committed a foul so i brought it back to the to the for the first offence mm. uh, at which point he decided that he really didn't like me and i was given every decision to the other team uh to the point where he tried to walk onto the pitch to um swearing and um threatening violence and all sorts that um that because I was the worst referee and the worst person in the world um and it it took a good f- four or five minutes um to to get that person away from mm. the pitch and and, and this was a, a an under thirteen girls' game, so while this was happening somebody on the pitch was related to that uh person um it was the first time where i'd been it was the first time I'd experienced that it was the first time that somebody had like made uh a gesture that they were going to come on to the to the pitch yeah. to 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 then uh i don't know what he was going to do when he got on there but it was certainly threatening enough in his in his language that it was um um it wasn't good um, at that point you start deciding, do I have to abandon the match? Um, is there a way that I can calm this down? Um, or has it just got to the point where my safeties, yeah, um, come, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, uh, or, or, it, and, uh, eventually after some persuading by coaches and, um, sidelines and things like that, this person was removed. And then there was no other issues, and the game went ahead, and it uh, it, it carried on. Um, but then you've got all the reports and everything like like that, mm. that, that, that has to the be done for, sense, for, for for that, and then um, you don't hear what what the outcome of of, of that is. Um, and that was probably it's only happened to me once, but that opened my eyes to it was enough, Yeah, the, mm. this this is this has got potential of um, happening um the county fa did some excellent cpd last season on dealing with difficult people i was i, I, I went and, mm. um so uh, was the, this before or this was before this was before the incident okay. so um they it went through how to deal with players how to do coaches how to deal with spectators so that it i was able to to for that to kick in to like so, to to try and calm it and um uh deal with it um but yeah, it was it, that was by far the worst experience I, I've, I've I've had on a on a mm. on a pitch. Was that was the game close?
0: Was it where tempers or maybe emotions would build, or was it just a regular game?
1: It was just a regular game. It was a, a pre season friendly. <laughs> oh really?
0: Yeah. Oh. Um,
1: and and it started over a throw in.
0: <laughs> See, you wonder what goes through people's minds, don't you? Like you can't be that competitive for your child and for yourself where you think that's a rational response to whether it be a mistake, whether it even, it, it like it, I'm guessing the call for the throwing, it was, it was like bounced off someone's leg and it was, you could have gone either way.
1: Yep. Yeah. Um, and the club assistant gave the throw to the, to the team as well. So yeah. it wasn't like I'd overrule. Yeah. yeah. Um, and um, for the, for the foul decision, which, made him explode um the the, the coach isn't and, and and everyone was like that was the right decision mm. uh, it, so it's 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 because it, he's questioning yourself, well, did i did i get that wrong and, and then and then but everyone's like no no you were correct what you what you did we've got no idea why that's happened mm.
0: was he a parent of one of the players uh grandparent. oh grandparents see that's a little bit more difficult because one thing you could say is as you, as your report goes in and maybe that process goes through to the club, similar to if you got three points while you were Sweden, you got the. I'm not saying be banned, but, you know, if there was an opportunity to go on a course of why people to, you either turn up to that or you're not really. See, that's difficult to enforce as well.
1: So but, there, there is a course, there's a safeguarding, yeah. safeguarding for um spectators course that you can. Is there? Uh, yeah, so, so that's part of the FA's safeguarding um, courses that it offers. Well, that needs to be promoted, um, really, doesn't it? Because yeah, yeah. Um, and and I and that should have been a minimum for, for for that for them to take before they're allowed anywhere near back yeah. on the side of a pitch. I feel that should have been a, a minimum for them to say you can't just. I um, think so. A, yeah. a, a start screaming and shouting. That at,
0: needs to be because again, there just needs to be that education knowledge around it, like because if you're going to clearly persist to act and behave like that, like that's no better than like children's behaviour. You can understand it from a child because unfortunately they haven't got that emotional control and and the sort of decision making just yet. But what hope has a child got of an adult acting like that and then the child starts picking it up? That that's not a good look or a good sort of pathway. You
1: you unfortunately you do see that. So um, the, the the games where you have the most issues are because the sidelines started questioning what's happening. Like so, they'll start um, like making shouts or um, disagreeing with decisions that have happened. Or then, if the coaches do it, um, then it, then the parents will. Sorry, the players will then pick up on yeah. that. So, um, yeah. so I, there was a game a couple of weeks ago where the um, the sidelines started. It was a really close game, mm. um, and the 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 parents started shouting things onto, onto the yeah, and then onto the pitch when the um, the they either agreed or didn't agree with a, a decision that got made. Um, there was a there was a, someone put a shoulder in the back of another player to and and they were shouting on the sidelines. It was it was it was shoulder shoulder to shoulder and yeah. and um, and then. Um, then the players start because they because they've heard it from the sideline. Then mm. then it gets onto the pitch and the players start um, making comments. And then you've got a um, your game management then has got to kick in. And then you've got to you um, you start you start giving every decision. And then if they start behaving and the game continues, then you can give them more more room. Mm. And and if it comes if it starts again you can you can bring, you can bring it back and back, back again in. Yeah. yeah um but it, it, it is infectious so if you if you sideline or you the, the the coaches start getting on the back of the referee then the players will start getting on the mm. back of the referee and then it's a it, especially on a on a um in a park where you're on your own it's a it's a, it's a lonely place when you are yeah, <laughs> it
0: can be quite daunting can't it yeah um yeah.
1: it it. I think on Saturday I got uh, one of the players turned around to me, I'd have no idea how you do this every week. <laughs> <laughs> did they get to that point? Did it, no, this, just... this was a it was a brilliant game. Yeah. Really, really good game. Um yeah, adults football, um football, sorry, really, really, um, really good game. And um, but the the, the first tackle that went in, um <laughs> uh, you're you're just speaking to the, the defender and saying, um I didn't like that challenge. Let's yeah. not have that again. And, and everyone else on the pitch going, it was his first one. And it's
0: like, well, I mean, he's allowed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, it's his first one's a bit of a myth, isn't it? Because yeah. it's the severity of the tackle, the challenge. I think um, when I spoke to James, um, one of our referees, he was like, vet football is just terrible because they all think they can do stuff that they could do 10 years ago and they think they can tackle like it, it was 10 years ago, but it's clearly not the case. Yeah.
1: The other figure of it, I won the ball. <laughs> it <just> doesn't <laughs> yeah, matter. It doesn't matter. You were off the floor. Yeah, the poor <laughs> fella's 50. he got to go to work tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and um, I, on, a, on a Saturday afternoon, I'll quite often go to bed here shouts of there he is. Yeah. Because uh, it's like, and but he'll stop. So, so, so they, they all put the hand up. They all start, there. He is ref, and it's like, yeah, but he's not offside because he's, he's not gained an advantage from from from, yeah. from 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 that. And then another winger will fly in from or, or run in from the sideline and pick the ball up. And all the defenders are still standing there, like yeah.
0: the Arsenal from the nineties. You know what? That's that's one thing that's always baffled me. That offsides are the hardest thing to call, and when it goes either against you or for you, and people kick off and complain. Like, if you look out the pitches here at Vauxhall's, obviously there's there's the barriers that go along the way, the pitch. Now, I can understand parents who are like in line with the referee and whatever, but ultimately, how do you expect that referee to see that? He's making the best possible call he can. Like, uh, the offside one really winds me up because we're sat in dugouts. Like we can't see it, and we're calling for it. And one of the personal things, and one of my coaching things, is when I'm watching a game or coaching our teams, don't ask for offsides because they they either they'll give them or they won't. The players can do it, but I won't. If it's offside, then we get back in and we you know we get a bit of shape. Or if it's if it's given the other way where um uh, where it's gone for us, it's like oh <laughs> maybe gotten away with one there
1: it's the hardest when you're on your own and when you're on your own and, and you're no refereeing liners. the game, no liners yeah. It is the hardest thing. It was, it was, it took me a good few games to get, um, where do I, what position do I need to be in to make sure I can see this? And, um, there were there was a few teams that were, that were playing, uh, they were playing the offside trap. <laughs> um, and, and you're like, I'm, 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 on, I've got to be on this because yeah. they're, they're, they're playing for it every time. And, and, um, you have to make sure you, you you've got the best position to see as best you can from yeah. whatever angle you think. That's forty again. No, this was um, uh, scales. It was girls, was it? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, they 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 coached them to to keep a high line, so you, so you had to be on um, to on make conscious. Conscious, yeah. Um And I, I hope I've got better. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's it's it is especially on an 11 side pitch. If someone's pinged the ball mm. from um, and you're 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 trying to recover back to to where you need to be, yeah. and they've played the ball in, and everyone's shouting, "There
0: he is, ref!" And you're looking and going, "I don't think he was." Yeah, yeah. You've just got to stick to that decision. I you mean, know? yeah, it's, it's it's a tough one. Like like I said, that that offside, it, it's the hardest one. Like fouls, handballs, it's all kind of subjective. But you can kind of see that in real time, whereas yeah, your eyes have to be in two places at once, don't they? For offside, for yeah. for when the ball's given, and then where's the run? Now, there's blatantly like a fullback who can't get up and and stuff like that, but, but you you understand that. But most of the time, it's always very very tight, and it. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? It's so difficult.
1: The, I've, I've done a couple of lines this week as well, and then um, uh, the players relax. When there's, when, when there's a liner, mm. the, 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 I, I heard um, on the pitch there was, a, a, I think it was under under thirteens, and and the, the 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 captain was saying that we we've got liners, so keep your keep your line. They'll deal with they'll deal with all the offsides. Yeah. Sorry, so very the, matured on the thirteens. It was a it was a very good. Was it level. a game was it? No, it was or a schools schools cup game. Yeah. So yeah, they're yeah. allowed to have a, yeah, a certain number of academy players. Yeah, there. but it, it was um it, it it was impressive to 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 and say yeah. it um but but they they relaxed on the pitch they knew that we were there to um mm. to be able to see in line with them it wasn't it wasn't just the ref making uh making the shouts. So they they were they were saying that they were going to um go up higher mm. because then if it if it was given they were, they, up, they, they were, yeah. they were okay and if mm. it wasn't given they didn't have to recover back to to um to try and um yeah. stop stop the the attempt so it, it um and players do relax when they know they've got um, uh, assistance. Um, at certain levels of open age football, I think they're trialling it now where they're, 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 they're putting um, assistance on because it is too difficult for the, for the too high level for the referee to, mm. to have to deal with the offsides as yeah. well as the everything else that's that's yeah. going on
0: the pitch. Well, you look at the, um, the Business Hours League in Liverpool, like there's a lot of ex-pros in there, like Dale Jennings and stuff like that. And you think, that standard's probably close to County's level football. That's and the league. That's yeah, the league. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you think because have they have they just had referees after? Yeah. Well, see, that's a tough one. That because the the speed that the ball's traveling and the tempo of the game that must have been so difficult. But by doing that, you're heaping extra cost on on clubs. But they, I'm guessing they're probably going to be willing to pay for it if there's decent assistance on the line, like.
1: I would say, I think from what I've seen on Twitter uh, and other social media, the um, it's been really well received. Yeah. Um, the, 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 the players like it, it and the referees like it because the, the, the um, so I hope there is the budget in there for them to be able to, um, to, to roll that out because it is a, a high standard mm. um, and uh, it's, it's, it can be refed by a, a brand new ref if they, if, if they feel comfortable yeah. enough to be able to do it. So that's, that's a,
0: a uh, 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 high difficulty. Yeah, I just couldn't imagine doing it because obviously you see it on Twitter a lot. A lot of um, a lot of stuff is publicised about football in Liverpool, and it seems to be. I mean, don't get me wrong; it it can be bad whenever you go. I mean, we've played a couple of games in Manchester this year with my under fifteen side, and that that was different. That was different level altogether. Like we played a team at Wally Range and oof, that was a tasty game. And you just had to sit back and be like, well, I think we're just going to have to accept it. We played a team called Manchester Cobras as well. And that was exactly the same. it's like, I think, you know what you get. Whereas we were, we played uh, Stephen Gerrard Academy um, over in Liverpool and it was a brilliant footballing game. It was close, it was tight, but it was, it feel felt more about the football played rather than the physical elements of it and tackles not so much flying in but it's different areas in different ways and different demographics as well depending on on areas and stuff like that so but keith thank you very much for coming in i've, I've really enjoyed this conversation i think it's uh it's been good to get your perspective from coaching and referee inside of it so keith thank you very much mate thank you very much yeah, bye Get
1: social at the Grassroots Network on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook.